ho and welcome pudding people to another episode of everybody loves pudding i am your host ken seymour with your other host richard the grinch geiger did you call me a ho <laughs> not not yet not yet uh the night is still young uh, we have a fantastic episode for you. If you couldn't guess already, we will be talking about holiday and more specifically Christmas themed movies. Our top 10 even. Um, 10, you say? Well, <laughs> I, I didn't know you could count that high. Well, only when I'm trying and I've had enough eggnog. Hmm. With cinnamon in it? I don't drink eggnog. I don't know, does it? You don't drink eggnog? Eggnog is the best, especially if it's actually the alcohol uh, uh, kind. Uh, they they make the non-alcoholic eggnog. That's why I normally have to get but a little bit of rum in the eggnog. Oh, it's so good. Mm. Now, I don't drink rum, so uh wouldn't be very good for me. I, I normally don't uh, imbibe the alcohol, but eggnog is one of those exceptions that I make. I love traditional eggnog. It's, I love most versions, truthfully. But What's it made out of? Eggs and some nog? Well, yes, in a manner of speaking. But we're not going to go into recipes right now. We're, we're going to be focusing more on what we're good at, and that is listing things and talking about it and critiquing and maybe giving some opinions that are popular or otherwise. Or correct opinions you know if it comes from me yes absolutely huzzah got it so um (laughs) before we go in any i mean you don't have any matthew broderick selections in here do you i don't think he does a christmas movie to my knowledge thankfully uh but we'll get to that at another point um before we go any further, don't forget to take a look in your Christmas spirit and your Christmas season mentality at our website at www.everybodylovespudding.com or contact us and wish us happy holidays through Twitter or through one of our other many uh, social media accounts. But on to the matter at hand. So we've compiled a list. We have checked it twice. Um I have a funny feeling I know which one of us is naughty and which is nice, but uh, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll let you decide who is who. I mean, I don't always take a top ten and make it twelve, <laughs> but when I do, I make it important. That's right. So let's start. We're going to keep this simple. We're going to keep it streamlined. We're going to start with my esteemed colleague uh, in your in your analysis. Your number 10, top 10 of all time, number 10 movie that is Christmas related. And and I must clarify, when we say Christmas related, I mean it has to do with Christmas, not just set during Christmas. <gasps> Did I mess up your list at all? Uh, well, that depends. <laughs> <laughs> because if it's got a Christmas theme to it yeah that's all that really matters Uh, and it's debatable as to what a christmas movie is yes um what is widely considered a christmas music what is a traditional christmas music a christmas music music. yes i said that twice (laughs) it it took me to the second time i said it to figure out that i said music uh but he's already having the eggnog he's 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 fooling you so my my list, I, I rattled this off uh, earlier to the boss, and she didn't quite agree with my list in, in that, you know, she's clear. It was like, those aren't Christmas movies. I'm like, well, 
They might not be Christmas movies to you, but they are Christmas movies. And that was also another was like, no, they're not. So we'll see. This, this should be interesting. I have a funny feeling that at least a couple of yours will be on my either honorable or dishonorable mentions. But we'll, we'll get to that once we get to the number one spot right before there. Okay. All right. So what's your number 10? Um, Home Alone. Oh, very nice. That also made it onto my list. So... If you think about it, it's not what you would consider a, quote, traditional one. It's not a Christmas story, but it is a Christmas story. It's a new, it's a modern age Christmas story. Oh, definitely. Um, I remember when this movie came out. It was a long time ago. I was little. I know I, I went to watch this thing in the movie theater three or four times. I can't remember how many times I went to watch right. it, but um, I, I think it's still, it, it's just the fact that you could relate to it in a sense, right? Because if you were a little kid watching this and the main character was a little kid watching this as well, you could kind of relate in a small sense of, well, shoot, you know, he was able to do that. He was being, you know, ignored or not treated how he wanted to be treated from his family. And but then he got it, you know, you got a chance to be home by yourself and do whatever you want. You know, that part's cool, but then you get, you know, you have that chance to commit felonious assault. Yeah, exactly. Um, and play loud TV shows. Like that's that's one of the you know, keep the change of filthy animal. That's one of my favorite yeah, parts of that one. That 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 I have to agree. I, I love that film quite a bit. I mean I am a bit of a mark for the director. I mean, 16 Candles and Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The dude couldn't seem to put a movie together that I didn't like. He, Good old John Hughes. Yeah, he, Hughes was, was pretty amazing. I, I, I ranked this a little higher on my list. I had it at number four. So we'll skip that when we get to my number four, I'm sure. Okay. But uh, yeah, the, Joe Pesci, first of all, anything that he's in just makes me smile. And he did such a great job with this film, and I hate to hate to be this way, and I'm I'm forgetting the name of the other uh, gentleman that was the, a robber, but he's so good in everything too. Uh, I'm going to put it up to uh, old age potentially. Well, um, I was just uh, watching a movie recently. It was in the last month. So, if you ever seen Workaholics, they did a movie. And Daniel Stern is the actor. Right. Uh, he was he played a part in their movie that they did on Netflix. All the people that did Workaholics did a movie on Netflix. It's very poorly reviewed, but it's funny. And Daniel Stern is actually in that movie, and he's got a a a, a, ga- a running gag, basically related to a body part in that movie, and it's pretty funny. So. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Daniel Stern's still going strong today, and he was going strong before that. So. No, it's just a fun film. It's light. It doesn't take itself too seriously. There's a little bit of heart in it. Uh, it's a little sappy, but I mean, you kind of got to expect that with a Christmas movie to a certain extent. And uh, the supporting cast is great. So I mean, it's just, it's all around just kind of a fun, fun romp. Yep. Now, I'm going to go in a slightly different direction for my number 10, as it's not exactly one movie, um, because it has been done a lot. A lot of Christmas films just get made and remade and done and done and done. So my number 10, though, um, is A Christmas Carol. 
there's been very, very many versions of it, but probably my favorite was the one from 1984 with George C. Scott. I thought he made a fantastic Ebenezer Scrooge. And it, there was just something about the warmth of the way that that film was recorded, the type of film that was used, the way it was shot, that it's it's hard to replicate. It's just got kind of that, that feel to it that's a lot of fun. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the Patrick Stewart version that came out in 1999, a year that we just previously discussed in, a, in an episode not too long ago. But um, uh, there, it, it seemed drier a little bit than, than the one from 1984. But I, I love that to death. Uh, I, th- I think when it comes to that particular movie, that is the version that... I remember the most from that that storytelling version and the one that I've probably seen more so than any of the other versions that are out there. There's animated versions mm-hmm. and there's previous older versions, but I think that's the one that... There's one that came out like, like 2017, I think, animated yeah. version of it. Ugh. Yeah, I'll stick with the one that you're talking about. Yeah, pretty pretty solid for my number 10. All right, number nine. Okay, so a lot of mine, like I said, are non-traditional. Um, so I've got to go with Gremlins. It's on my list, too. <laughs> Stealing them all. All right. Yeah, that one's a little lower down. That one, that one hit my uh, number five. So, you know, the, the, the main theme of this, you know, I, I guess you can think about it as when you were once again when you were little and you saw this movie because uh, I think a lot of these these first two we talked like I, we were younger when we saw these movies mm-hmm. yeah. and then the Gremlins characters are they scary or are they not scary are they funny or are they not funny like that's I think part yes. of it that draws it in right um, but then when you see so like it it revolves around a gift right and it's don't get this thing wet don't feed it after midnight midnight. like these few little tiny details when it happens you're like oh no like well what's gonna happen and then when things happen it just it's fun like when you watch this as an adult like this is a fun i think a fun fun. movie um when you watch it as a kid i feel like it's fun but it could not be like it depends on where you're at right it could have some frightening elements to it but it's also you gotta understand it was recorded in the 80s before they had instituted the um the rating system that they've got today. So some things snuck into this PG film that are not PG. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all other thing too. You know, a lot of it's the practical effects. Oh yeah. What we're used to seeing from eighties movies, right. With, you know, some other little things sprinkled in there too, but, uh, practical effects, which I think add to that. Yeah. Scary nature of this movie. Yeah. But it's all set in Christmas time. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. All I can all I can think of when I think of Gremlins is the lady on the chair lift that gets uh, messed with, and she's like launched out the window. <laughs> it's just, I can't help it. That's funny every single time. I know I'm supposed to be. Oh, that's frightening. No, it's not. No, it's, it's just funny. funny. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Well, let's go back a little earlier, and we we talked about these last couple are kind of from our childhood. This one is from well before my childhood, but I still like it. I was introduced to it later in life, but I have to say it's got a certain luster 
that that a lot of other films don't have. Uh, the film's called Holiday Inn. Are you familiar with it? Mm, no. Okay. Um, 1954, if I remember right, somewhere in that range. But it's Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire and uh, Marjorie Reynolds and Virginia Dale. And so it is one of the few musicals that I really, really like. I normally despise musicals. But the dancing in this is phenomenal. The story is fun. It's just, it's just, it's just a lot of fun all around. And it's, don't expect, uh, it's completely unrealistic in pretty much every way, shape, and form. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because it's just kind of, uh, kind of uh, the same thing that you would expect from any Christmas movie. Uh, uh, be happy to be around the, the loved ones that you have, make the right decisions and reap the benefits, you know, the, the same old kind of stuff that you expect from any movie. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Now I will warn you, it's, uh, it's aged, <laughs> but just a bit. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. I have no input. Yeah. I kind of thought that might happen on that one. Okay, so we need to find some other ones here. So I'm going to go with a, I think, a traditional pick. Um, Not the favorite. So uh, I'm going to go with a a Charlie Brown Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Just peeling them off the list, aren't they? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So I I might say that the Charlie Brown, uh, the Halloween one, is good as well. Hide my work now. I, I mean, I can't even see him. I can't read upside down. That doesn't happen. Um, but this one, I, I feel like when things show up on traditional TV, like network TV, and these things have been just sticking on network TV for the longest time, that you would always look on your network TV stations for when these things would come out. Yeah. And then you would just sit and watch, and it's just like, you know, the the Charlie Brown gets this the one little scraggly little leftover tree, but he loves the tree and it's just about puts one ornament on it and it bows it over. Mm-hmm. It's just sad, but not sad. And then, you know, it's, it's just when you watch all the people and it's just about spending time with family. And I think that's what a lot of these themes have in, in here. Well, this is something a little more. And th- this ranks higher on my list. When, when I watch this, for I, I, I have a great dis- despising of like Christmas music. Makes me want to pull my hair out I, for a variety of reasons that I won't go into. But it, if, you, if you want me to not be in a holiday spirit, play Christmas music around me. Oh, it's on right now. Oh, yeah, I know. And I'm avoiding it uh, as much as I possibly can. It's ridiculous. Now, when you say it's on right now, I mean... This is the middle of November. It should not be on right now. No, it really shouldn't. It just ruins it for me. But I can watch this every year, and I do, and it makes me just warm. And the reason is it's not just about being with family and friends, because there's an element to Charlie Brown that a lot of people forget. Nobody likes Charlie Brown. They all treat him awfully all the time. But this is the one time of year that we're going to be nice. We need to remember that you're human, no matter who you are. And I'm going to be kind to you because that is what we should do 
in our lifetimes. And if we can't remember that once a year, what good are we? And then the Christmas music that you hear is, I, I feel like if you hear it on the radio and the stuff that's overplayed and it's poppy or it's the old stuff or it's just, it's not good. Like this is, it's all, it's like kids oh, yeah. singing the music, right? And it's just played in a good harmony with what's presented on the screen. Like it has a good flow. It has a good feel to it. It's shorter. So it's uh, easy to get through, which is nice. Uh, A lot of times my family attempts to watch the second Charlie Brown Christmas with it. And that's when I check out and go do something else because (laughs) that one is not very good. uh, At least in my opinion. No, um, I definitely don't watch it as much. I'm familiar with it, but I this the, the main one, the first one is the one. Yeah, the first one's the way to go. All right. So let's move up the list one more to my number seven as he's just chewed through three of them with his list. Now, I guess it shouldn't be surprising. It's Christmas movies. There's not that many of them. But uh, how about Elf at number mm. seven? Did that hit your list at all? Uh, it was pretty high up on the list, yeah. so yes. All right. I feel better now. Um, I didn't like this film at first, but after watching it again um, the second time, it really grew on me. And it's a lot of it's the casting. Mm-hmm. Cast is great. The cast is amazing. It's silly and like to an extreme, which for me is, is a tipping point often. If it's just, I like silly, but if it's too silly, I have a hard time watching it sometimes. Uh, but Will Ferrell, he's, he's a genius really just in terms of not in writing comedy, but in being able to connect with people in pretty much any way he wants and to be able to basically embody this this kid that never grew up and you still like him mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just kind of amazing I, I it's all the little subtle things i think you're used to with with uh will ferrell but like he chugs the two liter and it's just the gigantic burp and then like just a little like the little segues of things that you get in those little moments right um you know the 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 syrup on the spaghetti um (laughs) and and you you mentioned the cast i mean james conn is in this uh yeah so this is peter dinklage before you saw him on game of thrones and knew really exploded who he was uh he was in station agent i think that's what a lot of people knew him from uh andy richter makes a little he's in there too if you're uh if you're a Conan O'Brien person, so the the cast is the cast is really good. Um, Bob Newhart, you know, it's just like everybody's perfectly placed. Yeah. And when you watch this movie, and whenever it, it was a long time ago, when this thing came out. I just think it grew more and more as an actual, not just a one-off Christmas movie, but this is something that gets watched at least in our household every year. If in multiple times every year around the holiday time frame every year. Yeah. Without a doubt. There are a lot of these on these lists won't get watched um, by the whole family, but this is one of them. Like this is one of the top ones for sure. Yeah. Definitely a number eight for me. 
Um, yeah, it was way up there. I don't know if I would have had it at number one, but it was close to the top. Um, okay, so we'll go with one that has become a new mainstay, and we see it on TV a lot now, and we now refer to it as a Christmas movie, which we probably didn't 10 years ago, and that is Die Hard. That was on my honorable mention list. I, I couldn't I couldn't quite put it on this list. It happens during the holidays, which is fine, but it has almost nothing to do with Christmas. Um, it's about spending time together. <laughs> And ducks. Yeah. <laughs> Reuniting with loved Bullets. ones. Um, here, here's here's how I can relate this as a Christmas movie, as now it has more widely been argued as it is. Mm. It's a change of pace. It is. Okay, so when you're used to all these movies, and almost all of these that we're going to mention here have a certain theme or a feeling to them or a certain presentation to them, even something like Home Alone is really just a, I mean, it's a family Correct. movie. Gremlins, you know, maybe maybe a step down from a family movie, but it's still like, it's a back then it was a PG movie, right? Yeah. maybe not right now, but still it's like one of those just... Things that the family can kind of sit around and mm -hmm. have a giggle at and stuff like that. But Die Hard's not that. No. Like, that is one that you could sit around if you're going to um, an all-adults Christmas gathering and watch this as a family. Like if all of your, if your kids are older or the kids are away, but you're going to go hang out with with friends that are all your age like this is a movie that you could sit down like yeah i like this as a christmas movie. yeah i just it's basically ambiance but not theme so that's that that's the whole reason i didn't put on the list because it has the ambiance i mean it's during the right season you see plenty of christmas stuff but the theme is completely different which is the whole reason that it's good to have as a as a palate cleanser and i'll watch that movie anytime love that film I just, I just couldn't put it on as a, as a Christmas In movie. its truest, quote, form, it's not a Christmas movie. But I put it in there because it's not my opinion at this point that it is a holiday movie. It is becoming more of the popular opinion. So um, I'll take that. I'll yeah. take that and I'll throw it into the list. I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those things that it doesn't. it also doesn't make me feel like christmas it makes me feel you know happy good but it's just it doesn't make me feel like it's it's christmas time and i think that's because of the newness to its interpretation as it being a maybe. christmas movie maybe, maybe. um and i feel like you'll see less and less of it um during s summertime for example and you're gonna probably gonna see it all over the place now hmm. and it, that's kind of like the charlie brown christmas of course it's only going to be up around christmas time but when you start seeing that you're like oh i associate this with christmas i feel like over the next 10 years it's going to get more and more like that because sure. of how people are going to push that direct like we're going to falsely we're going to get that false impression basically maybe maybe all right well number seven on mine is a little more traditional uh it is not a live action movie it is not an animated movie it is claymation. Mm. It's one that most people of a certain age tend to remember as a, a, a Christmas movie that they loved, and that's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Mm. Um, Got that one high on the list here, too. I, really, uh, I love that movie. It's It seems to be a lot of things that I would normally hate, but I somehow don't. 
<laughs> it's just it's claymation, which is actually pretty fantastic in the way that's put together. It still amazes me when I see it. The plot makes very little sense. The character development doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense. But when you see it as a kid and it's Rudolph and then there's the songs and then the Island of Misfit Toys. And it's so cool. And you can ignore all the rest of the stuff. The fact that he's wearing what looks like a, a bit of poo on his nose uh, for, mm-hmm. for most of the film. Well, the, the, so the claymation and like, how old is, is this movie? Is it seventies? Uh, somewhere in there. Yeah. So obviously the technology, even to do things like claymation is way better now than C Wallace and Gromit, for example. Oh, oh yeah. Um, but this is, I don't know, just, I think a story that all the, as you grow up, this is a traditional story of all of the stories that are out there. This is a traditional yeah. one, and it's presented in a nice traditional format that has the good voice acting. Really good voice acting, yeah. And is very palatable to everybody, I feel like, and I don't know, I... I I've always watched this movie, so it, to me, it just feels normal. The best part is, what do you want to be? I want to be a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> that is just so... That that and Yukon Cornelius. Gold and silver. Silver and gold. It's just uh, too too much fun. Now, I will also throw out there as a side note, if you um, remember Mad TV. Mm-hmm. So, Mad TV had a, let's call it a parody of this. You could call it that. Which was called Raging Rudolph. <laughs> and if you can watch it, go, go to YouTube, do Raging Rudolph. It is spot on. It is amazing. It is a great, it is a great it piece of comedy. Funny. Yeah. Um, and... Not PG. No. <laughs> but we're near. Very, very, very funny. Yeah. Um, yes. All right. What's your number six? Um, so I'll probably, this might be considered cheating again. Um, maybe less so than Die Hard, mm-hmm. but I'll go with Batman Returns. Yeah, I saw that on some people's lists, and I also do not consider that to be a Christmas movie. Happens during Christmas, has nothing to do with Christmas, has nothing to do with the themes that happen around Christmas. But an excellent movie nonetheless. Yes, I mean, there is a uh, tree lighting that's in it. (laughs) Something like that. Uh, There's snow on the ground. Yeah, there's there's penguins, too. Presents. Um... It is about a Scrooge of a character who owns a uh, a company. Well, yeah, it's because he doesn't have enough cowbell. That's very good. I like it. Appreciate it. Um, so it has those, you know, he. Yeah, I can't really argue. It has Christmas things, but <laughs> fun film. Yeah, tree tree lighting, snow, and presents. And music that is fun, not um, jingle bells. No. And it has two bad characters that are not always bad, and for one of them. And that's all I've got. Yeah, no, it's a fun film. I mean, it, it, as a sequel goes, it, it did great, but you could kind of start to see where Tim Burton was kind of stuck in a rut's not the right word but he definitely knew the kind of film he wanted to make forever <laughs> and, we'll watch all his movies and they all have this like 
they're all the same. They're different. Yeah. But they're all the same. Yeah. And the music is the same. Oh, yeah. You, you, I guess when you're younger, you don't pay attention to that. I don't think. You just like the music fits. Oh, yeah. And it's loud. And it presents the package really well. But then you, when you watch every Tim Burton movie, like, wow, all this music is the same. It's not bad. This was just all the same. Yeah. So, Danny Elfman? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. So on to number five, which I'm basically going to skip because we've already talked about it. And that was Home Alone. Or, sorry, uh, Gremlins already got hit, I should say. So 10, 9, 8, 7, 6 was Gremlins. We're skipping that because we already talked about it. 5 was Home Alone. Skip that because we already talked about that. So I'm going to move up to my number 4. Funny enough, Tim Burton. Uh, Edward Scissorhands. Mmm, yes. You're cheating too, but that's yes, okay. That's well, okay, you know. I've already done it twice, but this was my one cheat that I put on the put on the list, just because again, it happens during Christmas time, almost the same, but not quite. The gift of life, the gift of hands. Put down the scissors. You know, in terms of Tim Burton's movies that he does. Once again, very similar look, feel, shape, size. I never really got into Edward Scissorhands. It's not that I don't like the movie. It's just watching it the one time was enough for me. If it's on, it's not something I stop at. Um, Why? I don't know. I can't explain it. The bit with Vincent Price in it is fantastic. Um, The Johnny Depp, before he got... Type not typecast, but before he kind of got predictable-ish. I mean, he's never completely predictable, but yeah. you know, you can kind of guess what type of roles that he's going to go for at a certain point. And this was before that happened. Um, the costuming was fantastic. Uh, Winona Ryder, um, I had a huge crush on at that point, um, and she did great in that film. Um, just all around great casting, good story. It was weird, which Very. it and I had not uh, had not seen too many like that. I mean, we had uh, Beetlejuice, right? Mm-hmm. So, which we've we've talked about yeah. that a little bit, but and it kind of carried in that vein, and but still had themes of family, still had themes of belonging, uh, and always being able to belong no matter what. So that's why I felt it just barely made the the, the connection into a Christmas film. It's okay. You can cheat. <laughs> well, fine. I will then. The sequel, Edward Forty Hands. Not as good. Not as good, but uh, you might not notice. You might black out before the end of the film. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> okay, so since... Uh, since we're just sticking with uh, you know Tim Burton here, uh, why don't we just go with another one on the list here, A Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah, I hated that one. That's okay. Yeah, I I, I, I tried because everybody I talked to loves that film, and I I just couldn't get into it. It for whatever reason, I mean, it's again kind of that stop motion recording, which is gorgeous, and it's. It was weird, which is right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Eh. It's grown on the list uh, for one primary reason. Uh, my son is, when I say obsessed, I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. He is obsessed with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just absolutely loves every aspect of this particular movie. Um, loves Jack, loves Oogie Boogie, loves, I mean, Zero. I, like, every character that's in it knows all the, the songs. You know, that may be part of it. It's a musical. That's true. Um, you know, the, the, the song, the this is Halloween, you know, like it's very, you hear it and it's stab my eyes out. (laughs) I've heard it a lot in the last, even in the last three months, I've heard that a lot and you know what? It doesn't bug me. So that's a good, that's a good sign. If you're looking at a list of things in a certain theme and that theme doesn't seem to, detract from it when you've had the repetition sure um so yeah the voice acting is good the voice acting would surprise you as to who the people portraying some of those characters are um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's not it it is a weird theme right where the the person who is doing everything halloween sees christmas and has never seen anything like it and wants to take it over and do it himself. And then he gets blown out of the sky. <laughs> the concept I liked. I just, uh, it just wasn't, never did anything for me. Yeah. So. All right. I think we're done with Tim Burton. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, yes. At least I am. All right. We'll move up to my number three. And that would be Scrooged, which is kind of like a Christmas carol, but isn't. Because I consider it different. It's self-aware, and it's a completely meta kind of thing. And Bill Murray deserves his own spot. <laughs> I saw that on many a list. I was never big into the movie. I've probably seen it once, and it's been forever ago. So I have very little recollection on this movie. But I know it's a good movie. I just... I've never... You know, a lot of times when you see a movie presented and you want to stop and watch it, you're already halfway into the movie and you're like, I don't want to miss the whole thing. Right. I want to miss, I want to miss half of it. I want to see the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Or if it's on something that's like a a cable or network and you know, in in this one, you're not going to get the complete version of it. So like, I don't want to watch it if it's not going to be the complete version of that movie. Now things are more consumable than what they were even five years ago. So I could be able to watch this one much easier because of, pop up on some streaming platform very easily but that's probably why i haven't watched is because every time i've seen it it's just like i'm not going to go and rent it but if it's on some platform i'm not gonna get the whole picture of it i i can't i can't help but love it i mean it's got john glover in it who we've talked to or who i've talked to and uh he's fabulous in it and uh, just uh certain lines and characters that stick with you the the fairy that just beats the crap out of them in the process she's the nicest one of them <laughs> it's just the, the whole bit that i still have stuck in my mind where she's flying towards him and is curling the hands up and just lays one out and just knocks him into the next 
part of a, of his life that he has to see is fantastic. The cabbie that 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 takes him everywhere is is really well done. Uh, you know, you know, putting on the production, the Christmas Carol production is. Well, we need to get the antlers on the on the mice's head. It's like they won't stick on with the adhesive. Have you tried staples? <laughs> That's hilarious. Gets the Christmas present as a kid of the the meat. You know that's an expensive piece of meat. <laughs> it's just I, I can't help it. I, I love the every little bit of that film, um, and the casting all around is is solid. I just I just had too much fun with it. And that is all. <laughs> that that is it. Yeah, because I don't have much feedback on the film. All right, what's yours? So I've got, I got two more on the list because we've already. Yeah, well, I've only got one more after this, so it's going to turn out all right. Um, I'll go with Christmas Vacation. Yep, that one did not make my top ten. So I, I like the vacation movies in general. As do I. And I guess could you would you consider this the weakest of the vacation movies? Well, of the if you're okay because there's. Vacation, you know, there's there's vacation Europe, European, European vacation, right. and Christmas vacation. Yeah, um, it is, in my estimation, uh, easily the weakest of the three. I just, I just appreciate the, the fact that there's, it's like you can do no, you can do no right, basically, in a, in a sense, and the the like the, the, the Christmas lights, and then it's the failure on the Christmas lights. And then when he turn when he does get him to work, it blacks out everything else. I mean, the stuff's funny. There, there are gags in it that are pretty decent. Uh, the 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 parents bringing the present, which is wet, because they like the cat in the present. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. I mean, there there were elements that I thought were funny, but it just. It didn't move for me. It didn't. It didn't transition scene to scene very well. A lot of the gags were tired. Um, I it, and what made the first two films work in my mind is the premise that what he was trying to do in the first film is I'm taking my family on a vacation. Now, ostensibly, there's a certain amount of ego. That goes into that too, but mm-hmm. he wants his family to have a good vacation. European vacation, it's the exact same thing. I'm going to take you on a trip. We're going to see the sights. We're going to we're going to do what what we're we're supposed to be able to do. In Christmas vacation, it's not. It's they're not going anywhere, so it's not got the road trip aspect to it. But on top of that, it's it, he's waiting for a check. That's the movie. He's waiting for a check. It's lame. It is super lame in my mind. So it undercuts the parts that should be better. But it's set in the holidays. It is. It is 100% a Christmas movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Christmas lights, the family, cat gets fried. Cats are... Repeatedly, right? Yeah, because cats are, you know... Well, you know. Yeah, you know, cats. It's cats. Um, the, it's a, it's a the, the, the camper outside, uh, eggnog, mm. just like all the different things. It's, it's once again, it's a good break from the traditional movies that you see around the holiday. It's definitely different. And it's Chevy Chase. I mean, yeah, it dude's a comedic genius, regardless of, uh, 
you know, not everybody has uh, every film that they make generally that you're going to love. And, you know, this is just like the one of his that I'd rather watch Fletch Lives over this. <laughs> I'm just saying. Spies Like Us. That's in the wintertime. <laughs> I'll watch that That's as a holiday true. movie over this film. Uh, not not a big fan of it. All right, so my number two would have been a Charlie Brown Christmas. So that brings us basically up to the honorable, dishonorable mentions sections. And I already mentioned that I kind of put Die Hard in the honorable mention, right? Uh, it's Wonderful Life. It's considered like a classic. I just kind of found it boring. I just wanted to mention that I didn't ignore it. It's just I never liked it that much. Uh, Trading Places, I wanted to put in the list. It's just not quite a Christmas movie, and I, I was already pushing it with Edward Scissorhands. Uh, so I figured I'd just put one where I'm sneaking one in. Yeah. But uh, Trading Places happens during the holidays, and there is a fantastic Santa suit scene, and it's it's beautiful. You've always said you liked Eddie Murphy and yeah. Trading Places. So yeah. um, it makes sense that that would be on your list. I didn't really pile in any honorable mentions in a certain sense. Um, now that there are some streaming things that are out there, you can chew up more of these. There's a lot of secondhand movies where like, oh, it's the holidays. We're going to build in all these other Christmas mm -hmm. movies and then you're going to watch them because it's Christmas. And you're like, I don't buy into those things. Yeah, like if there's an actual movie and it's decent and it's good, it's worth watching because it's good and it's entertaining, not because it's holiday themed. Sure. And I never really got into the older Christmas movies that are the traditional tales of Christmas in, in the sense like like what you're saying um the ones from the like it's a, it's a wonderful life like I just never I just never really got into those they just don't keep my attention basically uh, yeah I'm same way with Christmas episodes of things or Christmas movies created from a television show it's a very it's a very merry smurfdom or whatever you know there's plenty of those that are out there that they made a little movie that was a Christmas movie I will never endorse any of those because I hated pretty much all of them yeah most of them are are what they are every once in a while you'll come across a good one for whatever show it is but yeah, you get oversaturated with that a bit. Yeah, and I don't want to encourage more of them, so I will <laughs> never. Mm -mm. Uh, my dishonorable mention list, amazingly enough, had National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation uh, <laughs> and A Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh, I, both of them. Both of them. No, not a fan. Um, okay, so we've done our honorable dishonorables, right? Um, why don't you lead off with your favorite, favorite Christmas movie? Okay, so... This is actually two movies, but it's one, but it's two. So I'm going to say it's two, but it's I'm going to treat it as one. Okay. Um, there is uh, there there are cartoons. It's Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, and there's Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. Nice. And they are if you watch the Once Upon a Christmas, I do believe it's three little stories and twice upon a christmas is five little hmm. stories if i'm not mistaken and it's they're just great little stories that are all christmas themed and have like the greater christmas 
you know, thing. Like one one of them, um, Mickey's gonna have a party, and he's decorating the tree, and uh, Pluto goes goes crazy and basically destroys the tree. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> and Mickey gets angry at him. And um, Pluto is sad. And Pluto goes away, but he ends up going to the North Pole. And all the reindeers are there. And so they kind of take care of him for a little bit. And Mickey's sad because he got angry. And then he wants to bring Pluto back. And then they're out looking for him. And it's it's just a, they're nice little stories. There's one where uh, Mickey and Minnie are working really hard during the holidays and their boss like one of them is pete you know like so he's just like the real bad mean boss and they don't have very very much money and they want to get a gift for each other but they don't know what to get and like mickey's got a retelling of i sold my thing to get you your thing yep yep so like like those types of stories but interwoven in mickey Minnie, pluto goofy time frames and they're all just really there, there's like a there's a Scrooged uh, not Scrooged a uh, Christmas Carol. There's a Christmas Carol one. There's one for um, Groundhog Day in there, mm-hmm. and it's Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and they keep waking up in the morning and going down to the the tree with a gift with Uncle Scrooge and uh, Daisy and um, Donald. And they have a meal, and it's just like they just keep going through the cycle until they can finally understand what the meaning of being together and what the meaning of just being, you know, kind to everybody is. So, like, all those little it's, – it's very consumable because they're just short little stories. It's great to sit down with the family and the kids. The animation's fun. So – I yeah, I always enjoyed those. Those are my, those are my top ones. I always look forward to seeing those when the when the holiday season rolls around. So uh, some of, like I said, some of these other ones, you know, not so much. I probably would have had Elf uh, number one on the list. We already talked about it. Oh yeah. But like those two things are the ones that every season, for sure, without a doubt, we're gonna sit down as a family and watch all those. The other ones I may watch, or I may, you know, watch. Bits and pieces of separate from everybody, but a couple of those for sure. I watch with everybody. I'm kind of the same way. There's only two that I watch every season. One is a Chris, uh, the um, Charlie Brown Christmas, and then the other. I'm sure you already know what I'm going to put in here, and that would be uh, the greatest Christmas movie of all time, A Christmas Story. Ah, uh, yes. <clears throat> I'm familiar with it. I've probably seen it once. I have likely seen this movie somewhere in the range of a hundred times and I never tire of it because I've seen it every Christmas at least once. But of course they would do the marathons where it would play Mm. over and over and over again. And I have worked in retail environments in the past and it would be on all day, every day. And it just, didn't bother me because I loved it so much. Not like Yelmo be there. <laughs> not quite like that. That's the one thing that would not would not put me in a bad mood. I mean, Peter Billingsley was just such perfect pick for the the kid in that, and uh, and it has so many quotable lines, and it has all the elements that you want to have in a Christmas story, but it's it's got a plot. 
an actual developed plot with character development in it, which you don't get to see very often, and little inside jokes, things for the parents, things for the kids. It's another thing you don't often get in Christmas movies. It's it's usually for one or the other. It's not often something that everybody can get some enjoyment out of. And I, as I grew, I would see different things in it, and it's like, oh, I get it now. I'm on the other side, and it's it's fantastic. Uh, I, I the the Bumpus dogs, the uh, the the great prize that uh, is not a bowling alley, but instead uh, 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 a leg with fishnet stockings and a little light bulb. I mean, I've I've wanted one of those lamps for a very long time, and I have been denied uh, on multiple occasions uh, purchasing it and. I can understand why, uh, because I I would I would have it in the window just like he wanted it, <laughs> because it's sure yeah. it's fantastic. Uh, the fact that it takes place supposedly in Indiana is also kind of uh, kind of fun. Uh, it's just there's there's not enough good things I can say about that film. It's just warm and fun and yeah. I would agree. Had I watched it, but uh, yeah. So uh, I'm going to kidnap uh, this gentleman. Uh, there's like six or seven movies. I just have to have you sit through and watch all the way through, including High Fidelity, which has nothing to do with Christmas. But we were talking about that not too long ago. And I've got to get him through that entire film. Said, but its problem is it's got John Cusick in it, so. which, which makes it amazing, of course. And he loves that. The only thing he would like better than that is to not only have John Cusack in it, but to also have, uh, well, insert one of the other. Actors, we've. Is there a movie that John Cusack and Matthew Broderick are in together? I don't know. We would have to look. Hmm. I hope not. I hope. I hope so, because I definitely need to find that film. Um, all right. Well, what are your favorite holiday movies, listeners to the Pudding People? We would love to know. Give us a holler on social media. Let us know on Twitter, uh, on Facebook, in Instagram. Uh, show us show us some pictures of your favorite bits of your film. Uh, we would really love to know. Yes, uh, you can. We've already, I think, discussed. You can find us at these places. You know, right. and get some feedback. All the social medias. All right. You can message us. You know, if you go to Instagram and you do a message that goes to us. It'll get read because we never get any of those. That's so. right. We, we, we would love to hear opinions and love to hear your feedback and, and share your fun stories. And, and we will definitely respond. But uh, until next time, keep your feet toasty. Have some eggnog like we were talking before. Enjoy the, the Yule time festivities. And we will be back again. 